재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵. We're continuing our discussion on the rising number of North Koreans. defecting, uh, coming to South Korea. Uh, We'll expand this uh, discussion and talk about the current state of relations between South and North Korea, uh, whether we can expect more high-profile defections. Uh, We will be joined by another expert to talk about some of the other uh, provocations that have taken place, including uh, the alleged hacking attempts by Pyongyang. Uh, give us your thoughts. Text us at pound 1013 for 51 or send us a cow talk message by adding TBS EFM as a plus friend. Joining us here in the studio once again from Asan Institute for Policy Studies, Dr. Pong Young-sik. So, Dr. Pong, there's been an increase of uh, North Koreans deciding to uh, flee, uh, try to enter South Korea. And if you break that down, there's a growing number of North Koreans who have been uh, working abroad, whether it's in the form of uh, uh, being a laborer or, I guess, more high profile through the media coverage, uh, these employees of these uh, state-sanctioned restaurants all over the place. Do you think this is sort of a result of I guess that whole phenomenon of the restaurants uh, sometimes is confusing. I know that these workers are sending money back home, and now we've seen an increasing number of these uh, workers decide to leave their situations, and now it's resulted in a pretty uh, dramatic shutdown of a lot of these places. Can you explain that whole phenomenon to us? The crux of this phenomenon uh, is twofold. One is the increasing uh, increased pressure to get the result, meaning the meeting the uh, allocated amount of remittance. Uh, sent back to uh, Bureau 35 uh, for the central government of North Korea. If you fail to meet the quota, then the, you'll be uh, prosecuted. So there is an increased pressure um, generated from the, uh, you know, uh, the international and uh, national you know, economic sanctions imposed on North Korea after its mm-hmm. uh, nuclear missile tests. And another uh, reason for this high-profile f- defect- defection Uh, is that these people are more exposed to outside world uh, than uh, average North Korean citizens. So they're under increased pressure, and they know what they're going to get. You know, uh, they have a more objective and correct information about uh, their likely situation once they decide to defect compared to other citizens or, um, you know, still inside North Korea. Aren't these employees, though, allegedly vetted very thoroughly by the regime? And they are the most trusted, um, I guess, even family members of the elite or or part of the trusted circle Mm -hmm. that uh, even those people, though, once you're exposed, have a risk of of fleeing. Right. Um, So the fear of a prosecution is very uh, much, you know, Mm. uh, um, in, in their mind. You have to see um, the, their exposures to the outside world or the information about the disparity between what they learn about North Korea and the outside world and that, what they actually witnessed since they work uh, for the country uh, overseas. Uh, because North Korea is uh, in serious trouble to maintain the uh, financial capacity to support the, uh, the government system uh, and the manufacture of the weapons. Uh, in the past, uh, they meet the uh, financial need by, you know, money laundering and counterfeiting and mm-hmm. uh, narcotic trade, as well as a sale of weapons. But all these traditional methods have been deterred uh, by the economy, international sanctions. So it is an inevitable choice by the central government of North Korea to send, you know, uh, laborers overseas despite right. this risk. 
We're also uh, going to get the thoughts now of another expert joining us on the line from Korea Institute for Defense Analysis, Dr. Yi Ho-ryung. Hello. Hello. Dr. Lee, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we've been talking about these uh, defections of uh, overseas North Korean workers. Uh, North Korea publicly executed six officials in charge of supervision of these workers in May uh, following the uh, high-profile defection of 13 workers at a North Korean restaurant, run restaurant in China. Um, mm-hmm. What measures do you think the Kim Jong-un regime will be taking in the coming months uh, uh, to the extent that they are very much concerned about this uh, growing number of uh, defectors? Do you think uh, there is, there's a potential that the North will clamp down harder or they could even pro- uh, conduct another provocation? Mm. Well, uh, before talking about uh, Kim Jong-un's measure of uh, stopping to escape from North Korea, I think it is more important to point out the change of the trend of North Korean defectors in recent years, uh, including 13 members of uh, workers from China to Seoul recent days, recent months, uh, saying that under the Kim Jong-un regime, uh, first, the number of elite groups have been increasing. These middle-high-ranking members are labeled as the royalty group in North Korea uh, who have worked in the main organizations such as uh, uh, Ministry of the People's Armed Forces, uh, State Political Security Department, North Korea Foreign Ministry, and uh, Reconnaissance General Bureau, etc., a second, the number of foreign money earning businessmen also is consistently increasing. Uh, the, the eight members in 2013, eight members in 2014, uh, 20 members in 2015. One of main obligations of this group is to collect the Kim Jong Un dictatorship fund. The third, the defectors of North Korean workers worked in foreign countries are also increasing. Lastly, the uh, age of defectors are getting younger. The average age of 13 defectors of working in North Korea restaurants located in Chinese is early or middle of the 20s. And also the age of recent mass gifted defectors who participated in Olympia math competition in Hong Kong and come to Seoul is uh, 18 years old. Because of these change the trend of North Korea defectors' background, Kim Jong-un's policy to prevent it is uh, very limited. For example, uh, existing ways of um, the conventional ways of uh, intensifying borderline and um, uh, strengthening mutual surveillance and sudden investigation by the use of military and political security and the intelligence power are only useful internal control, uh, in my thinking, to curb potential defectors in North Korea. Meanwhile, these mechanisms are not operated well in the case of the uh, potential defector outside of North Korean border. Mm. Um, they know well about these constraints uh, uh, and also know how to avoid these hurdles. They have more information uh, from the uh, abroad or also more easy access to the external, uh, ex- external uh, information and more money 
uh, compared with uh, previous factors. That means uh, um, the uh, defective in right. the Kim, Kim Jong-il uh, regime. Dr. Pong, uh, we talked about the first seven months and these numbers uh, that are coming out. Uh, and I don't want to relate it purely to sports, but sometimes you have a, a baseball player and he's a career 250 average guy and all of a sudden he's hitting 350 for that month of June. Mm-hmm. So you wonder, is this, again, is this sort of an outlier or a statistical anomaly or do you think it'll regress back to the mean or do we actually see a trend here where you, we might actually expect to see more and more of these people, despite the tightened controls, try to leave the country? Well, I can't really uh, give you a complete uh, answer. I'd like to just give you a different angle to look at it. Um, it is estimated that uh, North Korea has sent at least 100,000 workers overseas. How many uh, defectors we have witnessed so far this year? That's a very um, small, you know, small percentage, percentage uh, given the uh, overall size of the North Korean workers working overseas. With, uh, As uh, Dr. Lee pointed out, that uh, under the very loose surveillance system compared to what it used to be. So in that case, the the loyalty of the North Korean uh, public to the Kim Jong-un regime is quite solid, despite Mm -hmm. all the troubles we have witnessed. I want to shift gears a little bit, Dr. Lee, and talk about the uh, allegations of hacking. South Korean police said that North Korea was behind this latest uh, hacking of a leading online shopping mall. Everyone knows about this uh, site, Interpark. What do you think, if we agree with the premise that North Korea was behind this, what were their real intentions behind this cyber attack? Um, I think uh, the basic purpose is uh, to increase asymmetric capability against uh, South Korea. Um, the, I think the North Korea eventually wants to gain the ability to render ineffective needs, ineffective the South core system. Uh, for example, government, defense, infrastructure, communication, etc. as part of uh, free invasion. Uh, scenario, there can be another uh, threat on South Korea, and I think the uh, the another reason is more um, related to the use of uh, a strategic communication uh, way. That means uh, North Korea uh, will try to uh, use uh, personal information databases such as. Uh, the one is stored from, uh, as you mentioned about the interparty to uh, create a countless SNS accounts mm-hmm. and also spread the rumors in an online uh, disinformation tactic. Uh, that can be a psychological disorder in the Korean society and also uh, can um, develop a social uh, instability. I think uh, the uh, uh, the North Korea is arresting to um, the criticizing on the system is um, uh, uh, one example for the uh, uh, SNS is uh, uh, to spread the uh, negative rumors uh, spreading in the uh, South Korean society. Right, uh, that's another interesting point here. Uh, 
Dr. Bong, as you've been seeing, and this is definitely not the first time we've seen allegations of this uh, coming out with uh, this army of hackers that uh, supposedly are quite sophisticated in North Korea. But what do you think are some of the intentions behind this uh, attack? Well, the intentions have been proliferated. It used to be just uh, spreading rumors and penetrating in the uh, safety and the uh, government defense system of South Korea. But this time, the hackers actually demand money in Mm -hmm. bitcoins. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the intentions of the cyber attack uh, by North Korean hackers uh, have been proliferated to cover uh, many other areas. And uh, they are treated as heroes. Uh, there are two types of new, new, two new types of heroes under the Kim Jong-un leadership. One is athletes. Mm-hmm. That is why North Korean uh, government has been so enthusiastic in praising and supporting athletes in competing important international uh, arenas, including the uh, previous Incheon Asian Games when North Korea, top three guys of North Korea actually uh, flew into Seoul to join the closing ceremony mm-hmm. of the Asian Games in Incheon. Right? And uh, this time, the um Ryong-hye is leading the North Korean uh, athlete delegation to the Olympic Games. And the second type of uh, 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 national heroes are these hackers, mm-hmm. snipers. And uh, uh, increased cyber attack by North Korea makes sense for North Koreans because uh, it's a disproportional South Korea is extremely target-rich as a highly wired right. you know, financial and business system. But what kind of target can you find inside North Korea if you're a hacker? Mm. So, and uh, uh, it also poses uh, uh, you know, great challenges to South Korean defense because there is an issue with regard to law of engagement, international law. Would you define this as a de facto military attack on right. South Korea? Um, and the hackers are uh, acting inside China, if you trace uh, back the, the origin of the attack. Then there's an issue of retaliation. Are mm-hmm. you going to retaliate to China because of the origin of the attack? Yeah. Or to, toward uh, North Korea? So there's a jurisdiction and territoriality issue that South Korean defense have to you know, uh, consider. Dr. Lee, we talked about how... Hard currency was certainly a motivating factor with these workers uh, being sent abroad by North Korea. The same thing with the hacking attempts, as uh, Dr. Pongman mentioned about these methods and these intentions are now proliferated into uh, trying to coerce or extract money, uh, even being paid by advanced methods like Bitcoin. Um, Economic sanctions have forced the regime, according to experts, to find new ways to source hard currency. Is these... Are these hackers really, I suppose, a legitimate way to try and raise significant amounts of foreign currency for the uh, Kim Jong-un regime? Well, maybe uh, possible. The, uh, under the, the, uh, the, the sanction situation, the Kim Jong-un regime uh, have uh, uh, faced a very difficult situation, uh, the, how to get the uh, foreign currencies. So the hacker is the, another way to um, to uh, get the uh, 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 foreign currencies in a more uh, easier way um, as uh, uh, they uh, their um, skills uh, their accumulated skill. So I think um, cost and benefit uh, the uh, cost and benefit. Uh, uh, basis, I think the hacker is more uh, easy uh, way to uh, get the 
the uh, Kim Jong-un regime's fund. Interesting. All right. Uh, we're going to have to leave it there. Dr. Lee, thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Thank you. That was Dr. Yi Ho-ryong from the Korea Institute for Defense Analysis. So let's agree that there is a threat of North Korea uh, continuing to engage in these kind of attacks and these thorny issues, as you say, military rules of engagement. And if they attack first, do we consider this a military attack? How do you retaliate? If the IP addresses are found in in China, uh, China does that mean we attack them on their own soil? Is that considered their own soil? So it's all complicated. It's, becomes a bit of a political discussion because we know that the opposition and uh, members of the left are very much opposed to it. But what does the government need to do? And is passing this so-called anti-cyber terrorism bill one of the solutions that directly addresses those threats that are coming from Pyongyang? Well, it's uh, such a complicated matter in the eyes of non-experts, including myself. And there is a growing uh, consensus in the South Korean public that more defense, better defense is absolutely necessary. But unless uh, your personal uh, uh, life is uh, attacked by a cyber you know, attack, then uh, you may not be so motivated to support the bill, uh, with content of which you are not really privy to, uh, because you're also afraid of um, infringement of your you know, um, personal freedom and privacy. Right. And uh, there is a, a growing uh, bipartisan support for better measures to deal with uh, you know, cyber attack, because a cyber attack is not only uh, coming from North Korea, but also international terrorist groups, mm-hmm. uh, SNS and otherwise. So we have to wait and see. By the way, according to the USCIA's own estimate, North Korea's cyber attack capability is a serious. It's a number four in the world. I don't know whether we have to celebrate this as a uh, same Korean or not. <laughs> Well, it's like the North Korean weightlifting guy breaking the world record, right? right? And you go, right. wow, that Korean guy, and then he was later found positive for But that's a very benign thing to celebrate. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, rounding out this discussion then, you, you have these concerns. We talked about the cyber attacks. You talked about the, uh, the defectors and a lot of them being from uh, prominent families or the, the demographics of these defectors getting younger and the genders becoming more female. And uh, there's this sort of um, perhaps uh, underlying cause that it could be the pressures faced by international sanctions and the need for North Korea to try and uh, get it through some means possible and try to coerce it in any way they can. What do you think that North Korea would have to do as a regime? And we say we can't really definitively say there is an instability there or not because they have proven to be very resilient over various crises over the past few decades. Should we expect, in light of the backdrop of China and the tensions with that and North Korea seemingly sort of exploiting the situation to their benefit, that there is a a sense that South Korea and North Korea, these relations which have been tense during the entire Park Geun-hye administration, will take a turn for the worse ahead of those very important uh, presidential elections here and or are we going to see perhaps maybe a status quo situation going forward where we're kind of just going to see these Well, the, as you uh, already explained, the status quo situation has been really tense yeah. right? uh, throughout the Park Geun-hye administration. So I don't know how worse it can get from this point. Well, I, I suppose the, the, the doomsdayers, the bedwetters, as we call them, yeah. would say some kind of armed clash or, or some kind of not just a nuclear uh, test, but something that even goes further. A lot of people felt the, uh, the launch that the Nodong missile that was actually towards the direction of Japan was another major the, you know, right, step ex- forward. Exclusive economic zone of Japan, right? right? 
Um, I don't know. I mean, this time last year, we have this uh, um, you know, mine attack by North Korea, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we cannot rule out that North Korea will take, uh, um, consider any possible uh, imaginable uh, method to you know, uh, put threat on South Korea. But at the same time, uh, it is more likely that North Korea will maintain the uh, same you know, uh, uh, tactics uh, based upon cyber attacks. For two reasons. One, uh, cyber attack has been proven extremely effective uh, to the advantage mm. of North Korea. Why would you stop what right. has been working so fine for you? And second, cyber attack has a special place in the heart of Kim Jong-un. There was a first official responsibility assigned to him in 2007 when he uh, began to be carefully raised as the next leader of mm. the nation. Um, so I think the cyber attack will be the bread and butter method for North right. Korea, at least for a while. Um, we have to wait and see also this month, because uh, this month we are going to have the u l c i drill. Mm. So the uh, military tension across the DMZ will be heightened. It's always going to be an interesting time uh, during those periods, as uh, Dr. Lee was mentioning, the cost-benefit analysis of these hacks uh, certainly, I guess, bode well for the regime's perspective. Dr. Bong, thank you very much for joining us here in our new studios. Hope to see you again soon. Definitely. Thank you.